0: Hi, it's episode 74. Today I'm answering the question How can I find a middle ground with other caregivers? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a QA style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona there. It's Danae. Thank you for tuning into the Simple Families podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a Q&A style show. Please leave your questions at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. If you have a question that you want answered right away, or you have other concerns that you'd like to talk one-on-one about, I do offer coaching services, anything from a 20-minute strategy session to a longer, more customized plan to fit your family. I love working with my listeners. You can find out more about those opportunities at simplefamilies.com forward slash coach. On to the question for today. This is coming from Jessica in Calgary, Canada. She wrote, Thank you so much for creating this amazing space and podcast. You're a listening staple in our car on most mornings. Thanks, Jessica. That's really fun to hear. She went on to say, We are lucky to have our own built-in childcare. My mother lives with us, and she watches our daughter while my husband and I work. Although this is very convenient for us, I'm a practicing minimalist and have very different parenting ideas than my mother. I'm struggling with speaking up when I feel strongly about parenting my daughter, specifically when it comes to discipline and everyday routine. We tried posting the routine on the fridge, etc. How do you communicate with adults who are responsible for your child's care? Jessica, this is a good question because it's not easy. It's not easy if the other caregiver is your parent, a grandparent, or if it's a teacher or a caregiver within a school setting. First and foremost, I think that we should recognize the benefit of having multiple caregivers. The research shows us that early in life, children should have a few very close, consistent, nurturing caregivers. So that means a small handful of people that are always going to be there for our kids. And having your child's grandmother there all the time is creating that opportunity, an opportunity to attach and to build a secure relationship with an adult in her life that is other than her parents. Your mom has different energy and different ways and different language, and it's great to expose our kids to different. These different perspectives will make them more well-rounded as they grow. But we do have to find a way to fuse our parenting styles and our beliefs and values for our own children in with those of the other caregivers. And I do think that's possible. A lot of us avoid confrontation, and you're not alone in this, Jessica. These conversations are hard. I'm actually having a little bit of this with my kids right now. They've just started at a new school, and I'm a little bit uneasy with the way that snack time is being handled and what they're being fed for snack time at school. And I really need to talk to the teachers in the school about it. It's really been weighing on me, and I know that I want to discuss it with them, but I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to go about doing it because I don't want to burn any bridges, and I don't want to be viewed as that parent that they look at as like, oh no, here she comes. I wonder what she's going to complain about this time. I really want the conversation to be productive. I want them to hear what I'm saying without feeling attacked and without getting defensive. And I think there's kind of an art to that, figuring out how to get people to listen to you without feeling attacked and without getting defensive. So in this particular situation in my daughter's classroom, her teacher is so warm and kind and nurturing. So to discuss something a little bit touchy or something that, well, frankly, I'm kind of complaining about and a change I'd like to see happen, I we'll start by mirroring her style. So I will come at this situation very calm and warm and nurturing. Now, another example of that would be if someone was coming to me to talk about something like this, I have a much more direct style. So I prefer people come to me with concerns and just speak directly to me and tell me exactly what they're thinking. So if you had a concern about the way that I was Giving care to your child, I would much prefer you just take that approach. I'd much prefer you just be like, "Hey, Danae, I see this happening. I'd really like you to be doing this instead." Because to me, I'm just more straightforward, and I like to just get to the point and figure it out what it and figure out what it is you need and what it is you want. But that's definitely not a style that's shared by all. So try to determine what sort of conversational style and what sort of confrontation style that this caregiver might have and try to feed into that and try to balance that. For example, when I'm going in to talk to my daughter's teacher about this because she is more calm and gentle and nurturing and she has a softer approach, I know that if I went in and was straightforward and just spit out my concerns that she probably would feel a bit attacked. And since it's not her style of handling conflict, it might not be received as well. So after I've determined what type of tone and what type of language I'm gonna use to have this conversation, I like to use something called, and I don't like to use much, Bad language on the podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and go for it because I don't really know any other way to explain this concept. But I like to use the shit sandwich, if you've ever heard that expression. So the shit sandwich is essentially a three part process. So imagine it's fluff on the outsides, the bread, and then the shit in the middle. So you start with something glowing and positive, and then you talk about your concern and your opinions, and then you end again with something glowing and positive. So my conversation with my daughter's teacher is going to go something like this. My daughter is doing so well in your class. She loves being here. It's such a warm and inviting place for her. I've loved to see the relationship that you've built with her and things are doing things are going really well here and generally she's really thriving. I did have a couple things that I wanted to talk to you about when it comes to snack time. I know that there's lots of different definitions of healthy. So when A healthy snack is being provided. Healthy might look differently to one parent as it does another parent. In my home, I define healthy as unprocessed, low-sugar snacks. As much as possible, I would love her school environment to be able to respect those ideals as well. And again, I just wanted to reiterate that we've had such a lovely experience so far at the school and in your classroom, and I appreciate everything you do. So there you have it, the three parts. I started with something really genuine and appreciative and I got her to warm up a little bit and start listening to me and then I went in and talked about the thing that was slightly uncomfortable and the thing that I wasn't super happy with and then I ended again with how appreciative I was and how I was really happy to have her services and to have my daughter in her classroom. I find that this Shit sandwich, and I hate to have. I hate that I have to keep saying that. Um, is a really easy, simple way to manage confrontation in situations like this. And in your situation, considering the caregiver is your parent, I do think that that brings a whole nother dynamic. And I want to go back to. My feelings that I've talked about several times on the podcast and on the blog before about how to talk to family and friends about minimalism and simple living and other sorts of values and decisions that might be different than those around us. And I truly believe that we need to stand up for what we believe in. And if this is something that's really important to you and you have a parenting style and you have discipline techniques and tactics in mind that you want to apply to your daughter, you need to stand up for them and you need to be firm in your opinions and in your values. Because by doing so, you're communicating to your kids that you stand up for what you believe in and that in and of itself is a value in your family. And of all the things in the world that's worth standing up for, it's definitely your kids and their upbringing. So be the example by having those hard conversations, but do it in a gentle way and in a way that you know that it's going to be received well. This has been episode number 74. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to stay in touch with what's going on on the podcast and on the blog, go to simplefamilies.com and click get started. That'll keep you in touch with everything. And please, please take a second to go onto iTunes and review this show. Greatly appreciate your support.